Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitts in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Avoid biking in the rain and never touch another person's bike. Hey guys, look at these bikes. So shiny. Uh, whoops. I'm gonna leave a note. Oh gosh, there's more. And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. Hi there, friends. How are you? This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Uh, we're going to talk about female dick pics on Instagram, but uh, right now I'm going to do a little Key Largo or Keys news. It's uh, it's a cool day. It's going to be a nice, no, actually a cool morning. It's going to be turning out to a beautiful day, almost 80 degrees beautiful day to be here a lot of people fishing out on the water there's uh, not a lot of wind out there water's like glass uh, perfect day to be down here to enjoy the sun you know remember to use the sunscreen i never really understood that thing when i see people come down here uh they get all you know first day or two uh oh i gotta get some color well they get color they get color they look like lobster red when they come and leave here. They leave with uh, sun poisoning. I just, you know, you, well, you've seen it. Everyone's seen it. A bad sunburn. They make fun of it. It doesn't feel very good. Okay, last week we told you about a horrible accident. I'm going to do a little update on it. Um, and and I don't mean to be a downer, but it pays to be aware. So far, it is January 25th, and on the highways here, Route 1 and 905 in the Keys, we have eight deaths, maybe more, but there's a minimum of eight deaths. And if, um, with this track, we'll be close to 100. And uh, on the high, 100 people for 100 people dead on the highway down here. If it keeps up, uh, let's say we get another one, end up with a nine, we definitely would be. You know, but there's slow season, so when there's less people here, there's less deaths. So hopefully, you know, people just start being a little more aware. But last week there was a motorcycle. I got a little additional information on it. They were both two motorcycles heading south on Route One, uh, approaching speeds of 140 miles per hour. When they uh, were going southbound, a car was making a turn into the southbound lane an SUV, one of the motorcycles struck it so hard that it rolled the SUV. Yes, a motorcycle rolled an SUV, caught on fire. Uh, people on on site there tried to get people out of the vehicles and things like that, but the fire was, they couldn't get, 
into it and eventually when they had to fire out they uh, found three people in the, in the vehicle but they couldn't find the motorcyclist and when upon further search they found that the person the motorcyclist was the person in the back seat so he hit so hard he went into the passenger rear passenger compartment of the SUV and died and there's more information we'll find out later about the person they were with but there's rumors that uh, some horrible things happened afterwards uh, to and, and they were Keys residents a lot of people down here have a tendency to say things about Miami drivers and things like that but uh, given the opportunity people who live here can make the wrong decisions so Saturday, I was up in Miami at a car dealership, and I, I purchased a used vehicle. I got a really good deal on a Ford Passat, and I was driving back in separate vehicles. Uh, Abby was following me in her car, and I'm driving a new one, and as we, uh, we go through an overseas highway, and on a Saturday in season, if you're coming down here, we suggest you think either leave early to come into the Keys or arrive late. But, you know, and probably early is probably better. If you can get here before 9 o'clock, you, you'd be doing pretty good. Uh, but after 9 o'clock, 9 a.m. starts building up. So we're heading in uh, around 3 o'clock. And it was approximately 10 after 3. I'm at mile marker 106 heading south. And it had to be 15 seconds, 20 seconds before a woman got hit on the highway. She was, uh, she survived. I'm going to say that again so it's not a downer. But when I pull up on the right lane, everything starts slowing down. People are jumping out of their cars. There are already 12 cars on the, on the side of the road. Um, uh, three people are on the woman. Uh, four or five people are directing traffic and uh, that that's the nice thing about here. The bad thing was the traffic and the woman getting hit. We're going to get additional information, but she was uh, it was in the southbound lane. She's laying on the road about a foot in from the bike path into the road and uh, she uh, I mean that, that was very unfortunate but they waved me through uh, or I would, you know, I, I would have stopped. But it was nice to see everyone uh, pitching in there, and there was a certain certain amount of people that you need to do that before the police arrive. And that's a horrible thing. I've been on the scenes of accidents before, and when you're the first person there, you got to really be sharp. You know, to get people uh, organized, calling nine one one and that. But on that busy highway, there was no. Uh, lack of people that were willing to help and it turned out the woman uh, uh, survived and I don't know what con- type of condition she was in but she didn't she didn't uh, she did not pass away but unfortunately yesterday at mile marker 104 someone did die and that's Sunday and this happened in the afternoon around 6 o'clock and it's a grim reminder when you see the highway back up it was at 
104 so there's no alternate getting out of the keys they they have a little if you're going northbound they have a neighborhood they were able to route some people through um, so they were alternating traffic back and forth but you can see it getting backed up if it was in an area that was no throughway a side street going through it would have backed all the way back to to Almorada because they have to alternate traffic uh, through the southbound lanes or one of the lanes getting people the, the traffic to move because in the, in the case of death on the highway here in Key Largo there's the coroner or the uh, medical examiner is in Key West and when someone uh, dies they have to send the coroner up from Key West so you're talking about one mile marker zero going up to mile marker 104 so that doesn't clear up for quite a few hours and once you know that you see all the vehicles waiting uh, I think people have a tendency to say what's causing this when you're stuck in a traffic jam you get all uh, I get self-absorbed that you have some place to go you want to get out of there you don't want to be stuck in a traffic jam but once you realize someone died it should change your perspective yeah you're you're inconvenienced right now but someone's dead and I hope people realize and it is uh, I've, I've been on a bike when I I got hit from someone who saw me and it was at a low speed so I didn't even get injured I got a little scrape on my leg and my bike was kind of the frame was bent and all that from being hit by a truck but it, it reminds you every time you see that it's very precarious we got a highway and much like almost anywhere else but for some reason when people come down here they're either in a hurry to go all the way down to Key West or get back to the airport there's a lot of different ways you, there's so many people that use bikes down here bicycles so you got the bike path and the, and the side bike pass and then you have the divided highway with a meeting strip in it that's with very few lights the traffic signals the first there's a school crossing at 106 at 101.6 there's a traffic signal right around uh, 99.5 there's two there's a pedestrian crossing with a light which has very different things going and then a traffic signal less than a quarter mile south and then you have to go all the way into Tavernier about 10 miles to get the next light then there's another traffic uh, school crossing light a uh, couple miles south uh, maybe say two miles south and then there's a whole bunch of no traffic signals until you get down to late about 30 miles 30 miles no traffic signal and then you got marathon there's a bunch of traffic signals but if you hear, heard me say that there was about 4 or 5 traffic signals in 20-30 20 mi- miles on this highway which hundred with hundreds of entrances into the highway and bike riders and walkers and people crossing the street 
Now, you could all well and good, you have a school crossing light at 106. But is someone going to walk two miles? Or uh, if they're, let's say they're crossing from 108 or 107 and uh, or 105, they're not going to go all the way up to 106 to make that safe crossing. And when they're crossing on the weekends, especially on a Saturday, Sunday, with high traffic volumes are waiting and then you're 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 estimating you're, you're when you're, you we, we've all done this where you're you're looking down the road you see a car approaching in 40 you're assuming they're going 45 50 miles an hour and you got a closure rate a standard closure rate of saying that car will take a couple seconds to get here right and i'll have a couple seconds to get across this part of the highway well if that person's going 90 miles an hour and when you estimated it was going to take four seconds, it could take two seconds. And that closure rate, you know, twice the speed. Not, not too many people are, they're used to crossing the road in cities and things like that. Not a high speed, high rate of speed. So their estimations are way off sometimes. And there's people not paying attention. And there's people, if they're crossing, sometimes they see there's two lanes up in the upper keys. There's, uh, when you're going across the highway, you got to look at the bike path, north, south. And there's a bike path on the other side. Sometimes people are coming across and there's pedestrians. Now you got the other road. You got some, maybe traffic on the other side of a cross street coming across, right? And you got people in the southbound lane that may be making a turn a left turn into the northbound lane. So you have a lot of things going on. And if, depending on the order of when you're doing it, if you look right, you know, there's two, three, four places to look north and one, two, three, four places to look south. And by the time you're done, you make your turn. Well, someone already could be, uh, if they're coming down faster or running across the street, you miss that. There's a lot of things going on, especially when you get near these big uh, bars that are on the water, like the big chill. You got a couple people on there, if there are a couple hundred people there. And when there's a big event, there could be 500 people, and there are a lot of people crossing the road and stuff. When there's a lot of people crossing the road, you should be slowing down. There should be no. You should be slowing down then the posted speed. Forget about even speeding. So sometimes you even have cars parked in the middle of the highway on the meeting strip. And you have people crossing and you got vehicles and you got people coming from in between cars and things like that. You can't see a pedestrian coming out. You think you're smooth sailing. You look down, change the uh, radio station, bam. Someone just walked in front of you. Right? How, how much is it worth not to run someone over? How much uh, hit someone? How much does it change your life? How much do you feel after how some most people are affected negatively by that? Only the psychotics are you know would would not be uh, a sociopath would be not be affected by that and just say oh it's the person's fault even if it was the person's fault even if it was the person's fault you still feel like shit so. How much is it worth to you? Is it worth two hours out of your trip to slow down? It's not really two hours if you slow down. How much time are you going to save? Going 10 miles an hour faster. 30 minutes? 
rest of your life you're going to be thinking about that. Sorry for the downer stuff like that, but you got to deal with this when you're in the Keys. There's so many deaths on the highway considering the 70,000 people that live down here. Um, I used to, you know, in Philadelphia, where this is Route 1, down, I'm pointing up to uh, less than a, you know, 300 yards up the road is Route 1. I lived about the same distance from it up in Philadelphia. No, and actually twice, twice the distance from it. And there was a some really bad intersections there. And I used to say, wow, this is, uh, you know, we're, we're at the worst intersection. Well, it was the worst intersection because we're uh, on Route 1 because it's in the middle of a major city. And every day, every day, tens of thousands of vehicles making a turn of a 12-lane highway. 12-lane highway, not a 4-lane highway. I would wager to guess down here, for the amount of traffic that comes down here, that we would be higher, our death rate would be higher than um, the inner 12-lane highway up in Philadelphia. But that's all I have to do to say about that today. Um, to move on from that, recently, my wife was showing me a picture of a young lady who was, she's in her late 20s. Well, let me pause this for a second. I'll be right back. Let me, uh... Okay, we're back. Sorry about that interruption. But, you know, when the wife's calling, you gotta, you gotta answer, Right? What, what are you going to do other than uh, pick up and say, hey, listen, hon, I was doing a podcast. Um, it's very important. Well, that's why I record now, because if it's live, uh, I found when one of live, I don't, first of all, unless I schedule live shows and people know it's coming up, it's kind of crazy to do that. But I'm back, female dick pics on Instagram. So last week, oh, and one other thing, it's going to be great. Um, so, young woman, she was in charge of a after-school program in a local school here, uh, and the, the uh, you know, looking after, you know, aftercare children from, you know, f- uh, preschool to their early, well, I mean, I guess 11, 12 years old, and I understand that on Instagram, and I've seen pictures of scantily clad women showing various parts of their body, but there was a young woman who lives down here, and she's posting on Instagram, so she's not shy. Um, you get, She had a sheer micro bikini on. And my wife was showing me, she goes, oh, why, why are you showing me these pictures? Because I've seen nude pictures on Instagram. I'm not a prude. I understand that. And I'm not shocked by it. It's just one of the, you know, it's just one of the things. And the caption said, "Feeling sexy." And they're posting on Instagram, so there's no, they're not shy about it, obviously. So they wouldn't have a problem with me talking about it. And I didn't say who the person was, but they're posting it here, locally. It was not like one of these things where they have a bunch of followers from a different area. You know, they have fire. You know, they said, "Feeling sexy," and it's an attractive girl, an attractive girl. And she may have recently had a, a child. And no big deal. No little nip thing. And then, but uh, Abby chose the girls that Abby works at the, at her, uh, at the salon. They, they zoomed in and 
you could see her uh, vagina. I'm whispering because my daughter's just waking up. But yeah, you can clearly see it right there. You know, well, you know, Brazilian wax or whatever stuff. And I thought, wow, what an interesting thing to post when you're involved in childcare. Now, I'm not a prude. Like, once again, I'm not a prude. But, I mean, I have to think about it like the whole philosophical thing about what, you know, it should we shouldn't make a big deal about nudity. But when it's sexualized, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know what it felt. But I thought in my head, I go, well, this could be revenge, a revenge picture. Right? And, oh, a boyfriend posting it. You know how people, I mean, how hard is it to take pictures and send, you know, people do it all the time. They send pictures to another person. They don't have to go and take boudoir photos anymore before there was, uh, at the advent of, uh, you know, electronic photos. What do you, what do you want to call it? Digital photos. Digital, oh, God, I was drawing a blank. Digital photos. There was, you know, there was a time when people used to get pictures. They used to get them professionally done, and the great thing about it wasn't disseminated if the photographer didn't keep the negatives. You know what I mean? But take pictures for a person they care about and distribute them. I had a friend in college who used to take pictures of his girlfriends in certain intimate poses, and they weren't. They were kind of like the hustler poses, not the Playboy poses. And the older people, they, and you've everyone seen, the, they just don't realize my reference: hustler versus playboy. Playboy is is a nude where you're not spread. You know, they're not zooming in on the on the vagina or anything like that. A playboy photo is is you know you got the whole body nude and stuff like that. That's that's it. You know, not not too in depth. No pun intended. And I think, well, this is uh, this is a conundrum because uh, recently another a friend of mine told me he said there was a local deputy down here uh, who was having. I don't know if it was down here. I don't know what they were making a reference, but it was a a sheriff's deputy. I think she had some work done on her. When I say had some work done, it wasn't on her house. It was, it was more on her, uh, I guess, if you're going to refer to the body, it was more of, she got new windows put in, or new lights, high beams, I guess, put in. And they warned her, said, please don't post pictures of yourself anymore. And they kept on posting. Because they have a morals thing. It's funny, because the guys can watch as much as they want, right? But without the girls posting the pictures... You know, it takes two to tango. So they they don't have a problem with the guys looking at it. They just have a problem with the people posting it. So you have your manufacturers and your, produ- I mean, your producers and your consumers. It's like arresting a prostitute, not to John. But... Uh, I, I rethought uh, after thinking after a while. I said, realize, you know, the young girl—that's her the way she is, right? Young woman. I know I call a girl, 
it's funny. She's you know late twenties, early thirties. That's the way I view it. You know, so all, if once they, I call them a girl if they're young enough to be my daughter. That's the way I view them. Weird thing. That's why I've always enjoyed women closer to my age. I've dated a couple of younger ones when I was separated and stuff like that. But uh, I don't think I ever dated anybody young enough. Nope, I haven't. Young enough to be uh, my daughter. I think I went 15 years younger. That was it. That was it. The youngest I went. And that's when I was in my 40s. So this person was in their you know, late 20s. Oh, 29, 30. So I was in my... So we're there. I'm I'm going to view that now. That I'm trying not to be a hypocrite. I shouldn't I shouldn't dis, uh, dis, distinguish between if someone's posting it and someone's looking at it. Because if no one was looking at it, they wouldn't be posting it. Didn't get any likes, right? Do you get me? Do you feel me? Not in a way that the person that's consuming wants to feel the person that's producing. I'm talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Without, without the consumer, the person that's the audience, the audience, there would be none of that. I mean, they would try. I mean, I don't think they would try. It's like the Bernie Sanders memes, right? At the inauguration, you got Bernie in a uh, parka with his mittens across, sitting in his folding chair, and it's everywhere. People are consuming it. Eventually, and I think we're approached it already, it's less than a week out, right? It's less than a week. And everybody's posting pictures. I haven't posted any. It's just what's overused. It was like the ice bucket challenge. People just get used to it. But, you know, when it comes to sex, sex sells, right? If there's no consumers, let's say if... There was no people, no likes and stuff like that. People wouldn't be. If everyone was just liking and watching cute animal pigs, and there was as much a rush to getting, let's say, if you're a girl and you want to get guys attracted to you, and you have a a beautiful lab, and they posted the picture of the beautiful lab, and they got 500 likes and hearts and say oh boy that's a beautiful dog that must be a really great girl that um, owns that dog right they would do that because there would be very little where you get there was I mean every so often I get you get the the catfishing ones where people like you and it's a, a very attractive woman there's a one from Miami really pretty face but she's it looks like she was somewhat enhanced right Somewhat enhanced. I'm not saying I'm immune. I am not immune to it, but I'm the the girl is she's a girl, so she's so much younger and stuff like that. So I'm just saying I'm not going to do I'm not going to do creepy, right? You can appreciate and not consume. It's like you have high cholesterol, and there's a huge burger at the restaurant you're going. you got that burger with bacon, cheese, uh, scrambled egg on top, 
some kind of sauce, and it's a double stack. And you say, "Well, I'm not. I would love to, to have some of that, but uh, I can't because of my cholesterol." So you want to keep control of your cholesterol. And some people say, "Well, Jim, you don't probably don't even have a chance to order that burger. That burger's not for you." Well, that there's that too. But you shouldn't. Um, should you? search out cravings uh, should you actually search out cravings right I mean is it good for you even though you can't have it I mean if you have you know you have your mind and all that stuff you can you might be able to use your let your imaginations go wild but sometimes people just take it too far and it's best to put it in perspective put it in perspective right so um, I'm not telling you not to like a picture of a beautiful woman that posts pictures and stuff like that but what happens is people do things in order to attract attention and the more controversial the better and and the likes and it's usually young women do it using um, attractive young women use it their bodies and then other people use their other talents you know if they they you know remember those years ago on the, the online they post pictures of people doing amazing sports feats throwing a basketball off the roof through a hoop throwing a frisbee uh, you know 400 yards and um, the dog catching it you know, what, whatever, or, or um, beer pong thing from across the room. You know, they do it from, made me do it like 500 times to get that picture. So, you know, just because someone is screaming for attention doesn't mean you have to give it. You know, it's a shame that, and, and then eventually, you know, when you're, you're like that, you're going to eventually uh, uh, fall out of favor with people because just not the thing that, that lasts forever and people eventually get tired of it the flavors of the day and last this is more news but kind of happy news not happy news not like a big thing we've had uh, I told you last week uh, two weeks ago there was two uh, two sisters getting arrested in Key West white girls don't you know within uh Another week? I don't know. I think there was a twins convention down in uh, Key West. There had to be. Because two two weeks ago, there were two white girls. And about a week and a half ago, there were two Latinas. And they were sisters, born on the same day with the same last name. And they were fraternal. Just I, I was just, you know, I always kind of, go through it to find someone interesting to see what happened and then I searched the story you know kind of newsy well you heard about I told you about the guy that's tried to break into the gas station who introduced himself as David and then David Christ and then he said all in Jesus Christ well this week in Key West we have listed on the Monroe County arrest blotter it was inmate dummy 
I think 51 years old. Inmate dummy. And that's what a guy would says, what are, what's your name? Dummy. Probably he kept on calling himself dummy. So that's how he introduced himself. And I thought, hmm, that, that sounds like someone. And, and, and you could tell that someone who's doing the post, um, the Monroe County blog, they, this past four days, they didn't put the arrest locations in. There was no arrest locations, but you could tell they were arrested by Key West uh, sheriff's deputies or marathon or this. And then as you go back a little further, arrest locations show up. So that's in season. There's going to be a lot of interesting ones like that. There's going to be great stories that we're going to have. I hate to say it, it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, it might as well happen here and I might as well use it because you have to uh, do that. What were they thinking? Now, I can understand that. I've recently had, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say where this happened, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell it in a third person narrative. A guy came in and was drinking and he must've been drinking someplace else. And he was fine when he showed up. And after having a couple drinks, he turned out to be intoxicated. Now I'm telling this in third person, but I saw it in the first person. Now, the bartender was telling the person that the the gentleman who was in his late 20s, early 30s, that he can't have another drink because he's already intoxicated. But you can have a glass of water. He goes, you're throwing me out, aren't you? And I said, I'm not throwing you out. So he had to go food. He's sitting there. And, uh, oh, I said, I. But he's falling down. I'm picking him up. And uh, eventually he asked for another drink. And the bartender looks over, and he's gone. Now, the bartender knew he didn't drive, but he was concerned he shouldn't be walking because he could barely sit. And then he noticed that people around him were looking on the floor. And lo and behold, when the bartender walked around the bar, he found the person like a turtle on his back, rocking back and forth not fine saying he doesn't need help and at that point when he came to pick him up he did not ask for a shot I have a hard time keeping a third person don't I it's a funny thing so said bartender with a co-worker carries the person out to his vehicle the bartender's vehicle and decides to take him home. He knows the guy. He knows the guy lives a block away. And he knows pretty much the street. And it was while driving down the street, he says to the intoxicated person, I'll make a right here, right? The guy goes, no, make a left. I said, are you sure you're supposed to make a right? He said, man, I suck at this. No, make a left. And then he says, oh, you live on this street. He goes, no, you're, this is the wrong direction. And the bartender says, okay. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, hey, no problem. Maybe you turn and takes him. The bartender takes him to his house on the right street, opens the door, 
tries to get the guy out of the car, he starts pushing him away, and he starts falling face down on the ground. He does not fall all the way down the ground. The bartender catches him. He's not a small guy, but the bartender catches him, picks him up. Um, he's giving us some help, right? And the bartender walks him to the menagerie of boats to his front door. And he's, the bartender says, you're going to have to open that front door. Okay, so oh, no problem. His door was unlocked. And he goes in, and the bartender waits, expects to hear crashing. But he didn't hear any crashing. Waited a couple minutes. The other person stumbled around. And then bartender yells in and says, All right, where are you? I'm on the couch. There you go. And the bartender leaves. That's the kind of stories you get from the Keys Bartender Show. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you are uh, a listener, please leave us a review. Uh, share us with your friends. Uh, if you're a potential sponsor, please contact us at jimmykeysbartender.com. Uh, if you're a listener, we'd love to hear from you, too. Send us an email at jimmykeysbartender.com. I'll be back tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.